Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 10 of Konosuba. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So, you know, this episode, it actually does something I'm normally not too fond of, in that when you have a short anime that's like, you know, 13 episodes tops, and up until the end it's all sort of like slice of life or episodic, but then things become serious. You know, I normally don't like stuff like that. I think this instance is kind of forgivable just because the Destroyer, this sort of ancient Howl's Moving Castle-esque fortress, it's been, you know, mentioned in passing on a few occasions. There was one quest about scoping it out, but they went with, uh, I think it was those snow sprites instead. And then uh, it was actually mentioned in the previous episode albeit as uh, Aqua's party trick. You know, that doesn't really do justice to uh, the supposed terror of this fortress. But, uh... You know, I think, uh... Despite being not so bad as other things, I feel like things might have been better if we had actually seen what the Destroyer is capable of a little bit earlier. Because, you know, even at this junction, we don't know what it can do. We just know that it is... Allegedly bad news. People are freaking out about it. And I guess, to be fair, it does seem like a serious problem. You know, it, uh... It has succeeded in preventing reconnaissance. And supposedly it's, uh... You know, an ancient thing that, uh... Destroyed its creators first and foremost and has sort of been rampaging ever since. Now, this is where things get interesting, you know. A lot of people are of the opinion that everyone should just turn tail and run. And, you know, that's not what a real adventurer should do. And, you know, I guess they're in rather good company because Kazuma, seemingly in spite of himself, is able to, uh, think. I, I guess that is interesting, you know, Aqua being so incredibly powerful, she should be able to do something just by having, um... What would you call it? Like, anti-magic spells and things like that. I mean, I guess when you think about it, Cosmo's party basically is, uh... the right loadout. Aqua to disable the force fields and all that, and Megaman to blow the thing up when the time comes. Now, of course, you know, this plan seems all well and good at the outset, but, uh... No plan ever survives coming into contact with reality. So I can only imagine that uh, things are gonna go off the rails in pretty... quick timing. So it's nice that Wiz is back, I suppose, but I don't know what she can necessarily do. I mean, she has mentioned that she's a lich, which sort of implies magical talent. But at the same time, she seems to be, uh, rather pacifistic. Okay, so there we go. You know, she was actually an arch wizard, 
and is capable, you know, she's just sort of in a retirement job, so to speak. You know, I think that's, uh, rather a little convenient, but, uh, what can you do, I guess? Now, you know, I suppose that leaves room for what uh, Darkness and Cosma can actually do here. I'd imagine Cosma can help uh, think and strategize, but Darkness... I mean, what can she really do? Hitting it's not going to do anything, and I feel like uh, it's not going to go out of its way to trample her or something like that. I mean, if nothing else, she seems decidedly determined to, uh, protect the townsfolk, you know. If nothing else, that is a highly respectable goal. Oh, man, I forgot about that. That is a, uh, kind of a silly name, La Latina. I mean, uh, it's sort of being played serious right now, the idea being that, you know, everyone could die, so she might as well tell somebody, but, uh... You know, that is kind of an interesting bit of backstory for Darkness, that she is sort of, well, I guess the daughter of a noble, and therefore, you know, rich. She doesn't have to become a crusader, she does it purely because she wants to. Sometimes selfishly, sometimes not. Although, uh, if I had to guess, I'd say it was more selfish than not. Something tells me she wants to get trampled. Kazuma <laughs> uh, can't help himself. You know, despite the sincerity, he just had to puncture it a little bit. And can you blame the guy, really? Like, that is a rather silly name, all things considered. I mean, personally, I don't think it stands out too much in comparison to Aqua or Megumin, but, uh... I think what makes it really funny is that Darkness is sufficiently embarrassed by it. Now, this is, uh, an interesting turn of events. You know, Megumin is seemingly afraid of it. And I would feel like, uh... In her position, like, this is great. You know, she's in a target-rich environment. There's no way she's going to miss that thing. If there were an issue, I'd imagine it would just be like, you know, can I really kill that thing in one go? And, you know, there's obviously room for doubt, but surely if you can't kill it, you could cripple it, right? Yeah, you know, this is not good. She's not exactly, uh, maintaining high morale. And I feel like, uh... If you're gonna succeed, you sort of have to keep all your ducks in a row. You know... As much as it's fun to have Aqua be the butt of the joke... Of, well, all the jokes, really. It's nice to see her actually show competence. You know, I'd imagine that the sort of spell she's casting here, it's not nothing. I mean, 
for a divine being to actually put an effort, that's something, you know? So that really speaks to the defensive warding that the Destroyer has, but that she was able to break it nonetheless, that's really something. So I think uh, that was probably the most tactful thing he could have said. You know, normally it's not advisable to goad Megumin into reckless action, but... You know, it's time to blow things up. You can't have her stand there with her knees knocking. I guess it's one of those things where competition breeds better results. You know, like how embarrassing would it be to be outdone in the one thing you truly specialize in? Now you know what, that's kinda nice. They actually make darkness look... ...competent, I guess, or somebody you can depend on, not moving out of the way of that giant thing falling down at her. So you know, for being this horrible, terrible thing, the Destroyer was, uh... ...surprisingly easy to cripple. Although... ...you know, they were working with, uh... Some pretty high magic here. And you know, uh... Cosmo understands what's going on here. If you sort of, uh, say stuff like that, you're just gonna jinx yourself. Although rather than getting back up and fixing itself, it's instead decided to, uh... self-destruct. And you know, we can only imagine that with the sort of magic it had embedded in itself to protect itself and all that. You know, we can only imagine it's really going to explode catastrophically. You know, in such a way that it might even put Megumin to shame. So, you know, despite saving the town from the Destroyer's rampage, you know, it might end up being destroyed anyways. So once again, Darkness is doing the noble thing, I guess, you know, holding up the rear guard. But at the same time, you know, she doesn't have to protect people from a giant explosion, you know, there's nothing she can do. Yeah, there we go. It's purely self-gratification. I feel like uh, maybe she should take up new hobbies. For her own health and for everyone else's health, too. Now this is one of those delicious dramatic ironies I really, really enjoy where... You know, everybody assumes she's doing something heroic. You know, she's not, but uh... The supposed heroism rallies everybody else. I also find it interesting that most people are sort of, uh... Indebted to that succubus bar, and that's why they want to protect the city. You know, that doesn't speak very highly to its reputation. 
But, uh, you know, if that's what it takes to light a heroic fire under everybody's collective rear, then so be it. You know, I definitely think it's uh, a bit contrived that Wiz suddenly knows so much about the Destroyer. You know, if we can locate a control device, we can stop this thing, but like... What would such a thing even look like, really? You know, this thing appears to be... Mechanical just as much as it is magical. You know, I doubt Cosma has any sort of, uh... Technical knowledge. And more to the point, you know, they don't have blueprints for this thing, how are they gonna... Find their way around, you know? And to some degree, finding your way around is not gonna help you that much. You know? I mean, if the crew of this thing's already dead, like, what hope do you have of shutting it down... ...peacefully, for want of a better term? You know, I feel like uh, the better approach would be to just destroy the whole thing, cripple it, you know? Like, you know, what, what can you do with a big, complex machine that you don't know a whole lot about? Alright, so that's, uh... Oh, dear. <laughs> uh... So this is one of those unfortunate things where, uh... The engineer behind the destroyer doesn't really know what he's doing either. So, you know, even if he were around, or if they could communicate with him from beyond the grave, you know, that's it. He wouldn't be any help either. Oh dear indeed. So, you know... There really is no hope of stopping this thing simply. You know, there's not going to be an off switch or an off button. And the power source... I mean, it, it sounds rather unstable and dangerous, so, you know... It, it's one of those things where if you have, like, a machine that's running, it's generally not advisable to just grab the plug and yank it out of the wall socket. I mean, I guess maybe a better analogy would be, like, trying to remove the batteries from something while it's on and powered. That's not advisable either. You know, you shouldn't really do either of those things. Generally speaking, it's better to turn stuff off, to de-energize a device, and then remove the power source. Oh, man. You know, I'm glad Cosmo's really taking one for the team. You know, he doesn't quite realize what's about to happen, I reckon. Yeah, you know, it's rather unfortunate that he was sort of misled to this degree. It's also, uh, rather gross how he just sort of became gaunt like that. That's, uh, unsettling. So this is just one of those things, you know, Wiz can teleport the Coronatite, but 
you know, she doesn't really control the destination all that well. This is one of those things where, uh, you know, Cosmo says, hey, I'm lucky, I can help you out. So naturally, you know it's going to land in basically the worst possible spot. You know, the idea is this is like a medieval fantasy world, so there's bound to be acres and acres of uninhabited land. But, you know, that wouldn't be, uh, what's the term? Narratively fulfilling, I guess. Or maybe it, you know, would be nice resolution, nobody injured or anything like that. But Konosuba's all about uh, your past actions coming to uh, bite you in the fundament. So, you know, Cosmo's saying, I'm lucky, and sort of invoking that as a good reason. You know, it's only natural that things would uh, not work out ideally. And I guess, uh, you know, there is no, uh, no good deed that goes unpunished. You know, they teleport the power source away, and now the thing's letting out a bunch of heat to the point where it might immolate the entire village. You know, one would think that, uh, there might be a simple solution to this problem if a certain goddess would just pay attention here. You know, water is very good at, uh, carrying away thermal energy. You know, it takes a lot of heat to heat up water, and in turn, water's very good at cooling down other things, especially in large quantities. So naturally, it seems like uh, they're really not going to just try and cool down the thing. You know, it's not like we've seen Aqua release an utter deluge before that would be capable of such a feat. You know... That would be one solution, but that's not nearly as fun as just blowing the whole thing up. So, you know, why not? So this has got to be uh, rather exhilarating for Megumin. You know, she gets to cast Explosion for a second time in one day by dint of uh, Cosmo siphoning mana from Aqua. Now... Yeah, like, that's, uh, it's bound to be, uh, something alright, you know, receiving divine mana. That said, you know, she's awfully touchy about the whole drain touch thing. I mean, I can't say I blame all involved, I don't imagine it would be very pleasant, but at the same time, you know, this whole thing's on the verge of a steam explosion. Those are generally very nasty. So I do have to wonder, Cosmo's using a necromantic spell here, and he's doing it sort of uh, in broad daylight. I feel like there's bound to be some sort of negative repercussion for that, because generally speaking, necromancy is just sort of like an evil branch of magic, you know, you're generally not supposed to do stuff like that. So I have to wonder if him doing this so openly... If that would sort of factor in, you know, especially if things do go wrong. You know, imagine if Megaman just sort of touches off this thing and it blows up for real. 
I'd imagine some people would call him like a a demon king spy who sort of deliberately cooked off this thing to destroy the town. You know, thinking about it, that was a pretty big mushroom cloud, and it was rather close to the village. I mean, it seems like it wasn't affected, but... You know, I don't think there was anywhere near guaranteed that that would be the case. And come to think of it, they are probably pretty close to the blast, too. I'd imagine being very close to an explosion like that is not healthy. Of course, despite all that, you know, Cosmo's talking like life is good once again, you know, everything's sort of settling down back to usual. Which, you know... You can't really complain about stuff like that after... An ordeal like the Destroyer showing up. Oh dear. You know, something tells me those knights are in fact here to deliver compensation, but not in the way he, uh... Would hope. <laughs> oh dear, subversion of the state. That's a... Uh, that's a rather unfortunate charge. Yeah, there we go. The Coronatite obliterated a governor's mansion. That's, uh... Not good. It is rather telling that everybody just sort of leaves Cosma to twist in the wind. Yeah, truly no good deed goes unpunished. So uh, what's the deal now? I feel like uh, subversion of the government is a capital offense. It'd be funny if Kazuma got the guillotine or something.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy!